I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's time for BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ross Tucker, breaking down all the betting angles you need to put money in your wallet. LeBron, over his career, he's averaged over 28 points per game against Cleveland. This is total narrative street. But I'm looking at LeBron, and I'm looking at over 25 and a half points. That's what you can find right now, over 25 and a half. I'm thinking LeBron's going to want to ball out tonight. LeBron has to take a shot. LeBron thinking about a three. LeBron stepping back for a three. Yes, sir! Of course! (laughs) Oh, look at this. LeBron with the steal. All the way, LBJ! Throw it down. Timeout, Cleveland. It's BetQL Daily on the Bet. LeBron, LeBron. 46 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists. I think that qualifies Ross Tucker as balling out BetQL daily on the bet. We are live on the Radio.com app, live on the bet, 1430 in Denver, and KCBS HD3 in Los Angeles. You can watch us, Radio.com slash BetQL dash daily. Ross Tucker here for day two of the show, day two of the network. How are you feeling this morning, Ross? I'm feeling awesome, Joe. I'm glad to be on with you, man. I was chomping at the bit yesterday. I wanted to be on with you so bad, but I was flying back from Kansas City, so I wasn't able to. But it's cool because everything from Sunday is new to me, so so we could go over some of my thoughts on the two conference championship games. But great to be on with you. Great that we get an extra hour now. Great that we're on in Denver and Los Angeles. Love both of those places. So I'm ready to rock and roll, man. We only have 12 more days to break down every possible angle of the Super Bowl, but uh, the props will be out later on this week, the majority of them. So can't wait to break all of those down. As uh, Ross mentioned, we are here for the next three hours. We're here weekdays, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern time on the radio.com app. A killer lineup of guests coming your way today. Uh, In about 15, 20 minutes from right now, the opinionated Michael Lombardi, former NFL general manager, will be joining us. One of the Radio.com experts, Jeff Davis from Circus Sports in Las Vegas, will be here as well in an hour. I mean, Jeff Davis, he gave the Bet Sweats listeners back when this show was old school, when we were Bet Sweats, he gave everyone a 60 to 1 winner last time we spoke. So we see what he has in store today. And a former NBA general manager, ESPN front office insider Bobby Marks will be here to talk about the hardwood. So a lot of stuff that we're going to be tackling on this Tuesday. Thank you for joining us on BetQL Daily. Follow us on Twitter at BetQL Daily, at BetQL Daily. Thanks for everybody uh, writing those kind things 
at various publications about this new show and this new network. Of course, our friends, you better, you bet, Nicostos, Ken Barkley, they are on here from 4 to 8 p.m. Eastern every single day. Okay, Ross, uh, you were at the AFC title game. You were covering the sideline for Westwood One, but not allowed on the sideline. Uh, we had some laughs over what you were going to be doing during the game. Hot dog and beer. Tell us about your experience. Well, no, no hot dog and beer. And in fact, th- there were no vendors coming through the stand. If you, <laughs> I didn't think so. If you wanted beer or food, you had to go back into the concourse to get it, which was fine. Um, you know, it was interesting, Joe, because I guess the first like eight to 10 rows were tarped off. And that was the area I was allowed to be in. I was essentially allowed to be in the front row around the whole stadium. But there was nowhere to sit because of the tarps. So I just had to stand there or I could kind of sit back and lay back on the tarp, which I did quite a bit. So basically every commercial break, I would sit down on the tarp and then I'd stand back up. I stayed for the most part on the chief sideline at 1.30 or the other 30. Um, I did go in the end zone for a little bit. It's funny. You'll appreciate this, Joe. As a sideline reporter – you're supposed to hear what the head coaches say at halftime, right? And then report back. Well, CBS had like Tracy Wolfson was with the Chiefs. Evan Washburn was with the Bills. There are two different parts of the stadium. Like, how am I going to do that, right? Especially because it's not on the field. I got to go up and around the concourse, right? So instead, I figured this out. I'm, I'm not just a pretty face, Joe, Okay. I went over to Jay Feely, who was in the end zone, who's a buddy of mine, and I waited till the opening kickoff of the second half, and I heard what Tracy Wolfson said Andy Reid said, and I heard what Evan Washburn said Sean McDermott said, and then when they came, Ian Eagle came down to me for the radio portion, I was like, well, Andy Reid said this, and, uh, you know, Sean McDermott said this, and so I just more or less regurgitated the CBS report. So it was it was by far the most efficient and effective way to do that. What is Evan Washburn doing covering football? I'm sure it's his passion and he loves it, but the man should be in Hollywood with that hair, that chiseled face, right? I mean, I look at him on TV in Chicago and I'm jealous. So I can't imagine being in the same stadium. You're like, oh man, Evan, I wish I had that head of hair. Yeah, I mean, he's got unbelievable hair. He's a very fashionable guy. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I'm not sure the whole story there. I know he's a big lacrosse guy. I think mm-hmm. he played college lacrosse at a high level, and he lives in the Baltimore area. I don't know how he ended up being a, a sideline reporter for NFL. I mean, obviously, he works for CBS. I don't know how that came to be. Uh, but, yes, it's funny because he was sat right in the row in front of me on the flight mm-hmm. back yesterday morning. Because he lives in Baltimore, and I was flying back to Baltimore because I'm only about an hour and a half from BWI. And so I had to stare at that hair all <laughs> long, Joe, which for me, with the double dip of the receding hairline and the bald spot, uh, was pretty painful. <laughs> so I don't know if this was out there for public consumption, but as if we haven't seen enough of these, the, I did see a picture of you in that first row you were talking about holding – the Mike flag for Westwood one with a Bernie meme, of course, because I don't know if this was out there. It was sent to me. You, I think you can take a wild guess who did this. 
I didn't see it. I okay. haven't seen it. So Dylan Burns did not put it out there for everybody. He just sent it to me. That is funny. No, <laughs> I, I, I did not see it. No, that uh, I can see that though. Dylan, you could have sent that to me too. Dylan's uh, one of our out. producers. I, I would love to see that. I, I got you. I was going to put it in a graphic here and I just haven't gotten around to it yet because I'm doing like 50 different things, but we're going to get it up. We're going to get it up. All right. Uh, Joe Ostrowski, Ross Tucker. This is BetQL Daily on the Bet. I'm at Joe0670 on Twitter. Ross is at Ross Tucker NFL. Uh, that was the voice of Dylan Burns. He's our director in Philadelphia in Chicago. Our executive producer, Eli Herskovich, our board op, Jordan Malley. So, I mean, since you were there, I, I know, Ross, obviously you can provide a lot more insight than uh, everyone across America watching on television or listening on Westwood One. Uh, Chiefs go down 9 nothing. They don't score a point in the first quarter. And, of course, we, we know they, they move on and they dominate the game. And a, as they took control of the game, you also consider, okay, they dropped two interceptions. They almost had a 30-yard pass play to Tyreek on the first drive of the game. Uh, the, the touchdown for Buffalo happened because of the muff punt inside the five. It's like if they're on their game, if Kansas City is playing their game, I don't know if there's anybody that can beat them. No, there isn't anybody that can beat them. It's not even it's not even debatable. I will say this, it's weird, Joe, in the sense that they had won eight straight games by six points or less. I know. They hadn't covered in forever, forever. And yet they're down nine nothing, and they still obliterated the second best team in the AFC. That was obviously all around as well as the Chiefs have played since September, October. I mean, I don't think he was perfect, but Mahomes almost threw a perfect game, Joe. I mean, yeah. he was unbelievable. Conversely, for the Bills, you know, we can get into this, but. They were not nearly as aggressive as they needed to be in a bunch of different areas, including those two field goals, which were ridiculous. To go down nine, to go to, when you can't stop the Chiefs to save your life, why you're kicking field goals to go down nine is absolutely beyond me. I, I don't understand it at all. And the reality is, they need every they needed everybody to play better. But they needed Josh Allen to play a heck of a lot better than that. You know, I mean, he, you know, he he had the one sack where they had second and manageable, and he loses like 15 yards. Then he had the intentional grounding. And I tweeted this during the game at Ross Tucker NFL. You know, his greatest strength, I think, is his natural ability and his ability to use his size and strength and speed to scramble around and then make an unbelievable play, that also is his greatest weakness at times because he never gives up on a play. You know, like he never thinks, I got to just throw it away. And so he had two gigantic loss of yardage plays, which hurt him. Look, he had a couple other throws that should have been picked. Cole Beasley had to play defensive back one time. Yeah. Traverius Ward had to uh, drop one that went right through his hands as the Chiefs have a much better secondary than I think a lot of people realize. Then he had even just like a, 
a regular third down where Diggs is open at the sticks, Joe, and he just throws it wildly high. Like the margin for error against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs is so small. You need to play at an elite level, and clearly Josh Allen didn't. Yeah, it felt like Josh Allen was going back to the old Josh Allen, the Josh Allen that is nowhere near the MVP conversation. And uh, to, to our point here at the start, coaches, players, everyone in the organization, if you're going to take down Kansas City, you've got to be perfect. And if everyone's perfect, then maybe you got a shot. Then maybe, maybe you got a shot. Uh, so you're talking about the Buffalo offense. Uh, are we not giving enough credit? to Spagnola and this Kansas City defense. We've seen this team in big spots in the past when they had the comeback victory in the fourth quarter against San Francisco. Defense did a nice job. Uh, they've done good enough against Derrick Henry, and then they didn't give up much on Sunday. Should we be giving the Chiefs defense a little bit of credit here instead of all Pat Mahomes and Josh Allen and McDermott messing things up? Yes, we should. A thousand percent. And I, I said this earlier, Joe, I, their defensive backs are awesome. I mean, everybody knows about Tyron Matthew, but one Thornhill is good. The other safety, but their corners have really played at a high level, uh, especially in this game. You know, there was a lot of man-to-man coverage, Joe, and they were on it. You know, we mentioned Ward and Fenton and, a lot of these guys are like no-name guys. People don't know them that well. They're good. I, I think the, the the secret sauce for this year's Chiefs team is their secondary. It's Legarius Sneed, the rookie from Louisiana Tech in the fourth round. He makes mm-hmm. plays every game. I mentioned Ward, you know, Rashad Fenton. Like, who are these guys? <laughs> Ward's been cut by the Cowboys. Fenton was a six-round pick last year. He had the pick. And Bashar Breland, we knew he was a stud. That was huge getting him back in the lineup. Bashar Breland's a stud. So with Breland and Ward and Fenton and Legarius Need, they've got four corners that can play, man. They really do. Uh, the, the Photoshop of Ross Tucker sort of on the sidelines, sort of not, at BetQL Daily on Twitter. Follow us. Uh, you can share that one there, at BetQL Daily. Uh, that's the name of this show on the bet. Uh, Ross, it's funny. I, I quickly brought it up yesterday, and I want to uh, raise it with you again. Remember when we talked about which team has the best group of skill position players? Tyreek and Kelsey were like, what are you guys, what are you idiots talking about? It's us. We're the only duo to go back to back and playoff games where uh, we're, we're all getting over a hundred yards in each contest. Like th- this combination, we can call Kelsey a tight end, even though he isn't a, a tight end. I don't know that we've seen a duo like this before. Yeah. I'm trying to think about it. I mean, Kelsey's the best tight end going right now. There's no question. He is unstoppable. And then I got to tell you, yeah, Joe, you can see it on TV, but it is (laughs) breathtaking when you see in person just how fast Tyreek Hill is. He's the fastest human being I've ever seen in person. And I'm convinced. Like, look, he wouldn't beat Usain Bolt, right, in 100 meters, obviously. But I'm telling you right now, Joe, 
I think from a stand flat footed, from flat footed to 15 yards, I don't think there's anybody faster. If you know, not in a track stance, just be flat footed, 15 yard, and then and then go 15 yard, boom. I think Tyreek Hill is faster than anybody on the planet. Who's second on that list quickly? That for that you've seen. Ooh, I don't know. Hardman's pretty fast too. <laughs> I, I don't know. I have to think about it. But but he's the one that obviously jumps out. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter your search based on the qualities that are most important to you. Then you can book a free 15-minute consultation call with any therapist you're interested in seeing. So you can get a feel for whether they're the right fit before you commit to a full-length session. Alma also makes it easy for mental health care providers to navigate insurance. That's why 95% of therapists in their directory accept insurance for sessions. So you can find care that's affordable without stressing about the paperwork. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit HelloAlma.com Therapy60 to schedule a free consultation today. That's HelloAlma.com Therapy60. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. First and 10, Brady shotgun snap. Running back block, winds up long pass down the near side. Caught for a touchdown! Falling in the end zone, Scotty Miller! The Buccaneers have scored! Brady throwing an arching spiral down the far side. Six yard deep on the far side of the end zone. 39 yard touchdown pass, Brady! And the Buccaneers have used every second wisely to work out the first half lead at 20 to 10. Amazing. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ross Tucker on the bet. That highlight courtesy of Westwood One. Unbelievable. Scotty Miller touchdown. The one thing that you can't let happen. The Packers let happen as uh, they head into halftime there. Joe Ostrowski, Ross Tucker, this is BetQL Daily. We are live on the Bet 1430 in Denver and KCBS HD3 in Los Angeles and everywhere around the world on the free radio.com app. You can watch us, radio.com slash BetQL-Daily, and you can follow us on Twitter at BetQL Daily. Uh, Points Bet, the exclusive sports betting partner of the Denver Nuggets, is out doing the competition in Colorado. They are now live with minus 105 spreads on all NBA and NFL games. That's the best price of any sports book. Why bet anywhere else? And uh, right before we get to the Super Bowl here, Ross, I- I've got to follow up what we addressed with Michael Lombardi because it is going to be wild. I think that's the expectation. And Michael kind of told us that that's what's going to happen when the Watson rumors were out there. We're like, yeah, okay. Fun storyline. He's not going anywhere. Now it's Rogers. Okay. He's probably not going anywhere. You don't want to be the guy in green Bay or up in uh, Packers land that moved on from Aaron Rodgers after his MVP season. When we're seeing guys like Tom Brady play well into their forties, but we know Stafford's going somewhere. 
There's a possibility with Dak. Lombardi just said, hey, maybe Jimmy G's going to go somewhere. I mean, how many of these names do you think are going to move, uh, change teams? Not as many as other people think, Will. Uh, you because think one I or two? think. Well, I, 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 you know, Adam Schefter tweeted yesterday and he said he put the over under at 18 quarterback changes this Whoa. year. And he okay. said he'll take the over. And he's got a lot more information than I do. And Mike Lombardi talks to these people more than I do. So I give those guys credit. I still don't care, Joe. I'm taking the under. Okay? Because when it comes down to it, and they really look at the finances, and we know what the salary cap numbers are, I just think it's going to be hard to move a lot of these guys. I think it's going to be hard to move a lot of these guys more so. And by the way, Mark Murphy, to your point, the president, CEO of the Packers, came out and said, we're not idiots. Aaron Rodgers will be back. <laughs> So, boom, there, there's one right there that's off the table. He wants them to be more aggressive. I don't blame him. He wants them to go ahead and, you know, uh, maybe get him a new contract. Okay, but he's not going anywhere. If you get rid of Aaron Rodgers so you can see if your draft pick that you moved up for in the 2020 draft, Jordan Love is ready, and you don't want to waste his years. And if he can play, you want him out there on the rookie contract so you can build a team around him. No, you've got to leave Wisconsin then. I mean, that that's it. Like, no, you, you can't do that. 18's a lot, but I'm sure there's a lot of QB2s, QB3s that Schefter's talking about there. Yeah, I mean, there's not going to be 18. There's not going to be over 18 new starting quarterbacks in the NFL. I just don't see it. Like, even if the Rams want to move on from Jared Goff, even if the Niners want to move on from Jimmy Garoppolo, I just don't think it's going to be as easy as people, other people seem to think. And I, I don't see it happening. I mean, you know, it is. I will say this. With Stafford definitely being available and potentially Deshaun Watson – that could create a musical chair, so to speak. And we know Rivers is out. We know Breeze is going to be out, we think. There's a chance Big Ben retires. So that does create – it is a weird year, Joe, where there's veteran guys, the best veteran guys available maybe in a long time, plus a good draft, plus two or three studs, all-time greats retiring. There are a lot of good teams that if you get an average to above average quarterback, all of a sudden they're a Super Bowl contender. You just rattled off a few. And don't forget all of the injuries that happened with Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco. They get decent quarterback play. They're in the mix here. Correct. Correct. But it's funny. What I think is interesting about it is do people – like what's the timing of Deshaun Watson's trade? Because if you know Matthew Stafford's available, do you get real aggressive to get Matthew Stafford hoping you can, like, thinking we might not be able to get to Sean Watson? I wait. Or, or you wait. wait. What do you do? I get Matthew Stafford. 
Oh, I, I was thinking uh, you were talking about uh, the perspective of the Texans. Do you want to see what Stafford goes for first, and then you're willing to uh, talk to some teams? Oh, no. I was talking about if you're one of the teams looking to get a quarterback. Yeah, if I don't you're think – the Indianapolis yeah. Colts or the 49ers or whatever, like I'm sure you would like – and I think people think Matt Ryan's available and that the Falcons are going to draft a quarterback – Yep. And that maybe Matt Ryan goes to San Francisco, Jimmy Garoppolo goes to New England, you know, and that the hey, listen, Adam Schefter <laughs> said 18 and he said over. He knows more than I do. I'm saying under. We got to get Adam on the show. That'll be it. That'll be a bet. We get, we'll we'll have some type of bet for something there. Yeah, no, it, it's going to be a lot of fun. But we still have the Super Bowl before we get there. Um, so Eli came up with a, a list of potential Hall of Famers recently in Super Bowls that are an outright dog. Now, Brady, this is Super Bowl number 10 for him. The last time he was a dog at a Super Bowl was his first one. We have to go all the way back to 2002. There were 14-point dogs in New England, and they pull off the upset. It was really, really close, but they uh, pull off the victory there, 20-17. to 17. Peyton Manning was a dog with Denver going up against Carolina. Broncos win by a couple of touchdowns. I wouldn't say it was because of the quarterback. Uh, Eli Manning, an underdog in 2011 with the Giants against the Patriots. Drew Brees, an underdog with the Saints in 09 against the Colts. But what I would say as we go over this list in the last decade or so is, yeah, all these quarterbacks deserve to be underdogs in these spots. Correct. And other than I would say Brady in that first one against the Rams, which was also before we knew he was Brady, I don't feel like these other ones were huge upsets. Like Carolina was good and Cam was the MVP. Yeah. But I wasn't shot. I mean, plus 180 on the money line. Okay. But I wasn't. Nobody was shocked that the Broncos beat the Panthers. No, um, but Von Miller was amazing. But he was all year, to your point. Right. Same with Drew Brees in, in 09 against the Colts. People weren't, like, stunned in that one. Um, Eli Manning had just beaten the Patriots four years earlier, and that wasn't a great Patriots team. So I don't think that was that surprising. I I would say – where where are they on the money line? Okay, so they're plus one forty five. So I'm looking at points bet. The Bucks are plus one forty five. So they're saying that this is significant. This would be significantly less of an upset mm-hmm. than Peyton Manning or Drew Brees. That that surprised me a little bit because maybe it was just because I was there, Joe, and I witnessed how well the Chiefs really played, how good they looked, but. I feel like that surprises me a little bit that this wouldn't be nearly as much of an upset as the Saints over the Colts in 09 or the Broncos over the Panthers in 15. I'm with you, man. When the lines were posted on Sunday evening and half the books decided to go with a juice three and the other half went to three and a half, and then right away we saw – some uh, sharp betters take the three and a half and then some move from three to three and a half. When it, when it made that move to three and a half Ross, I didn't think we were going back to three, 
I'm surprised that right now that seems to be the consensus so many days out that we went back to three because the early money, uh, for the most part, has been on Tampa Bay. Yeah, I mean, you think about it, though. In his nine Super Bowls, okay, Mm -hmm. he's won six of them. He played very well against the Eagles in that one loss. And the two Giants games, I mean, they're all one-score games. He's never he's never been blown out. He's either won it or they've lost a, a close game at the end. How many points? I didn't even get your opinion on the game, but it, you're at the title game. You've gone on and on, as we all should, about how impressive the Chiefs looked. How many points do you need to take Tampa Bay? Not consider, to take them. Well... I would take them at seven and a half. Seven and a half. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to consider it at three and a half. Okay. I'm going to consider it. You know, there's different ways to look at it, right? It's like, can Mahomes play that well again? Like, he played flawless. Will he be able to play flawless again? Because he had, you know, you can look at it and say they're peaking at the right time. Tampa's dead. Or you can say, you know, Tampa won even though Brady threw three picks and didn't play his best in the second half. That's the other way to look at that. Yeah, I was just going to say, uh, how likely is it that this Brady is going to play that poor again when he had throws three interceptions in one half? And by the way, his uh, strong group of receivers, there are a lot of drops in the first half of that game. Correct. There were a lot of drops. You know what? There was a bunch of drops in both games, actually that I thought was was kind of interesting. But, yeah, I think you're right. I don't think there will be as many drops. And I also think Brady's not – let's put it this way. Brady's not throwing three picks in the second half of this game, yeah. including two of them that were horrific. That would surprise me. If he does, they're done. They're done. And uh, something else that surprised me uh, about the line movement so far is that we're, we're still down a little bit on the total. 